0: You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Round one. Fight! Can't we do our own secret shows? All our shows are secret shows. We have the tools. We have talent. You have to use so many cuss words. let us go! Ooh, yeah!
1: I got scheduled to do some voice work the other day. Um, the other day it was like a week or two ago. And then my son brought home some sickness, and I ended up getting just really ill. No, Couldn't make it. Uh, and then they, they scheduled me again. I hate missing sessions. I, I hate it. Uh, I love all the work I can get. And so uh, they scheduled me again. And I go up. It's like Monday. And I go see the, the guy who does, like, security at night. Nicest dude in the world. I, I don't remember oh, what his name is. Sean
2: he uh kind of ginger ginger short hair yeah yeah he's, he's like so you so live nice. here
1: man i see you all the time i'm like yeah i'm sorry you know they they, they bring me up I, I do funny voices and die really well um <laughs> and, do, uh, and he's sh- like, show me your
0: death do a death right now die right now I don't, <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> um well, you're hired he's like i don't see you on the list for tonight i'm like really i've got a wallow session uh it's supposed to be at like eight thirty, nine o'clock he's like i'm looking at the list what who are you supposed to be with? And I go and look at my phone and I'm like, I noticed that it it was Wednesday. Like I was supposed to be there on Wednesday and i had come up on a Monday. I was like, Oh no, that's a long drive (laughs) for you too, isn't it? It's a bit of a drive. Yeah. It's a bit of a drive.
2: And, the fortunate thing is, I do some, I do the occasional voice acting there too, but often they will only let me act from six to 10 at night because I'm an audio yeah, engineer and I have stuff to be doing yeah. from 10 to six. So, um but it's so easy for me. I've never been in a scenario where it's like, <laughs> ah, I showed up to the studio on the wrong, <laughs> wrong day. It's like, thing. my session is going to be at 6 15 and I just got off work like 15 minutes ago oh, in, the, in the same building. <laughs> you know? How will I, I ever make it? <laughs> no, <laughs> the director's never going to cast me. Me again. I'm it's, gonna be
1: late. <laughs> dude, I walk around with that fear constantly. I'm like, they're never gonna cast me. I was, I was a minute late.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, this time you it's were two days early. Now. So uh I was two days early.
1: Yeah, yeah. And this then guy's then got to double cast you I know, right? they're gonna be
2: like, You're gonna be <laughs> two cast. speaking roles oh. in this one. Show. <laughs>
1: That's so funny. No, yeah.
2: you change the voice up, no one's gonna realize you're two important characters in this episode.
1: <laughs> you know I don't have that kind of range. What are you talking about? They both die. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's right in your wheelhouse. Oh, man. All
1: right. So this is the, uh, the Low Res High Dev Podcast on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. And I'm Joel. <laughs> and this is uh, a lot like our, our previous uh, podcasting efforts where we had the Editing Bay and the 16-bit Gladiators. Uh, we, we talk about pop culture, but we don't narrow it down. We don't put ourselves in a little box. Uh, we like to keep it open. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about anything. We talk about TV, movies, music, art, whatever yeah. it is. Uh, video games tends to drive the discussion more often than not, and uh, the great thing about this is that we're never really tied down to one thing, but what we can do is revisit some of our uh, our older work, our previous episodes on other podcasts. And uh, that's what we're going to be doing tonight. We're sitting here uh, just days away from the release of Legend of Zelda, Tears of Oof. the Kingdom. And uh, we have re- invited our friend Paul Klein, who you may have heard on the editing, our 16-bit Gladiators, where we talked about the Legend of Zelda. We've talked about Kingdom <laughs> Hearts with him. Uh, and at the time when we talked to him, he had never played... Uh, Breath of the Wild and I think all of us were like dude you need to play this Paul you should play this game it's amazing
2: (laughs) this is a Zelda podcast (laughs) what are you doing right now (laughs) and so like
1: like maybe a year or so later I ran into Paul up at Crunchyroll where he works as an audio engineer uh, assistant director You're, you're an AD right Yep,
2: yeah, I do uh, yeah. audio engineering, assistant directing, and acting sometimes. Yeah.
1: There you go. Nice. Uh, and and he's just an all round nice guy, great guy. Yeah. Um, actually, met him during the pandemic when I was recording stuff what? remotely, mm-hmm. and we would get to talking about like video game stuff. Before our session started, we would we would talk video games, and that's kind of how we had him on the 16-bit Gladiators. But getting back to what I was saying, we had him on that that episode, and we learned he never played Breath of the Wild, and that was just a crime to us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so I caught up. With him like a year or so later and he's like dude played breath of the wild loved it out. when are we going to get back together and talk because i need to unpack some stuff right now uh, <laughs> so that's what we're going to get to do tonight uh we've also got uh jay on the line jay Woo-hoo. how you doing Hey, and right. um yeah this is going to be like we're gonna we're gonna fit like 10 pounds of content into a five pound bag <laughs> so i just want to really quick get this out of the way what is your current obsession? Before we get into Zelda, what is your current obsession?
3: What are you into right now? Let's start with you, Jay. With me? Oh shit. Um <laughs> still still pretty deep into into Final Fantasy 14 just kind of trying to to grind through all the stuff I'm trying to do before Tears of the Kingdom comes out because <laughs> I know that game's going to take my 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 entire free time.
0: You should be able to squeeze that in between now and Friday, I think. <laughs>
3: yeah, 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 just a little bit. Dude, I picked up um on the steam sale
1: they they had final fantasy 14 uh, reduced so i picked it up excellent, and excellent. loaded it on the new steam deck and uh, and maybe we'll we'll get back to running around a little um, bit if yeah. i if you're if i'm not going to get you to play star wars with me <laughs> we'll oh. damn it i'll I'll come play some Final Fantasy with you.
2: I picked up FF14 a little bit and my friends joined me and I was just getting started. And so I was having fun, uh, but they picked me up in like a literal flying car. And they all have like incredible abilities and they're all like showing off and stuff. And I'm just like, I can't attack a a simple like (laughs) enemy out in the field without like running for my life. So I think we're on like different planes of our of our experience of <laughs> this game right now i've <laughs>
1: watched you know and i've never experienced it except in this game if you don't if you're not playing up to the same level as a bunch of other people mm-hmm. like it was one of the things that drove me away from this game is like there's a there's an element of like bullying with people that played this game <laughs> yeah. i got i got bullied and jay was there for it too like i got mm-hmm. bullied pretty hardcore and i was like bro what is up with these folks yeah. he's like, i don't know they're just jerks ignore them i'm like i can't yeah. they're like
0: private messaging me about how much i suck at this game
2: this middle school all over again <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: that's like mario kart i experienced that with mario kart like you think oh, oh, yeah. oh hey mario kart what a fun easy casual game i think i'm gonna play online and see who i get and then just get smoked <laughs> oh yeah wrong yeah.
1: Yeah. These guys that, yeah they know all the the shortcuts and stuff yeah. paul what's your obsession right now
2: uh does it have to be a video game or can i be obsessed with other things it doesn't have to be Um. no does not no uh well um currently uh there's a couple of things that i'm obsessed with currently i started watching this show on disney plus uh which is a kid show a disney show called the owl house
0: oh my god my niece loves that show my niece and nephew are all about owl it's house
2: so good and i'm just sitting yeah. here as a 30 year old person and i'm watching this show for kids called the owl house and i'm like this is a really good show it's like harry with, potter
0: for kids or something right ba-
2: basically but it also kind of makes fun of harry potter and some like really there's awesome. a scene nice. that like really stands out to me where they're playing like the equivalent of quidditch uh mm-hmm. and the, uh during the course of the plot like the girl that you don't want to win her team wins uh because they catch i forget what they call it but it's like the rusty midge <laughs> or something like that and it's the it's their equivalent of the snitch and the the main yeah. character mm-hmm. loose she walks up to this girl and she goes on this whole tirade of like but how like that's such a dumb rule to have in a game like where like you catch that one thing and then all of our hard work over the course of this entire game is just completely eliminated you You Mm -hmm. automatically win what kind of stupid game has a rule like that (laughs) you know and they're they're clearly making fun of you know like the the rules of harry Mm. potter so i mean i feel like a lot of it is in good fun though so they're not just like trying to bash or tear down harry Mm, potter they're just like hey this was maybe a silly way to to write this or something like that you know But um, so I'm currently obsessed with that show. It's really good. Um, And I'm also I've been reading uh, these uh, novels, their manga called Golden Kamui, um, because I worked on a show for a brief period of time called Golden Kamui. And I I binged the show and it's a really good show. It's uh, it's basically. God, I'm trying to like sum this up so I don't get into the entire plot of Golden Kamuy.
1: Play a guy who gets killed
2: in it. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a really freaking good show. What I love most about Golden Kamuy is that it is an anime for adults, and they're mm-hmm. they're not like they're they're adult anime out there, but you know they're not a lot that are like popular in the mainstream and and things like that. But this is definitely a more adult rated um, anime, and it it just it's very like the humor in it is very like. I'm trying to think of like the word for it. It does not honor any type of like like they they do ridiculous crazy things Uh, like you know in this show but it's very rooted in like historical like they're it's cool they're actually like searching for lost gold and there are many uh different like parties that are vying for this lost gold and the the guy who hid the gold he stole it from a tribe of people in japan and uh when he went to prison he tattooed pieces of the map onto the prisoners so all of these different parties are vying to like hunt down the prisoners and uh, the main the main ones that you're rooting for they'll they'll usually just capture a prisoner and take a sketch of the the piece of the map that's on them but some of these parties are like really you know sort of ruthless and they'll just they'll kill the person and skin people. them Jeez, to get like yeah. the piece of the map yeah. off of them yeah. so it's a really cool like it's a really really cool anime and I was recently gifted like every single volume of nice. the manga nice. like oh, wow. all 27 <laughs> volumes of the manga so I've been making my <laughs> way through that and as a fan of the show and someone who like previously did some work on the dub of the show it's really cool to read through the manga and be like hey i love this show but here's like stuff in the manga that clearly you know because of time constraints and things like that couldn't be, you know, packed into the show. So I'm at yeah. points in the show where I'm like, Oh, this is when this would be happening. But in the manga, all this other stuff happens too. They just couldn't fit uh-huh. it into the show. Cause it's a different medium. Um, right. uh, so yeah, so I've been on a bit of a golden Kamuy yeah. manga kick and a bit of a owl house
3: TV. <laughs> <kick>. <laughs> nice.
1: I want to watch that show now. It's, it's good. It's, 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 it's very like, if I were to describe it just based on my experience from, from my end in, in the booth, it's very like inglorious bastards meets kelly's heroes in an anime like (laughs) it's 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 out there but it's really really
2: cool it's so good and you and you're gonna love all of the characters there's this little ainu girl who's like leads the the group pretty much and there's the main guy arguably not not so arguably the main guy is called the immortal sugimoto and he's really just a regular guy who's super brave but no matter what he does he can't die
0: so Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) so it's great Highly recommend
0: it. How about you, Joel? What do you got? Uh, I actually do have an obsession this week. My uh, This week's obsession for me, uh, sometimes it's a movie, sometimes it's a game, sometimes it's a, a piece of hardware. This time, this week, it's a place. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm talking about uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Jen and I just oh. came back from uh, spending a nice long weekend there. It's about an hour and a half away, so it's, it's just the right distance for kind of one of those weekend getaways. Mm-hmm. Stay in the hotel downtown. Of course, we'd been there before. I actually uh, worked at a summer camp. For three summers in nashville north carolina in my youth uh and jenna had visited with her family so we're no, no strangers but man has it changed uh, in the subsequent twenty or so years, but it's really kind of like a geeks' haven. Um, it's they kind of uh, position themselves as like you know Portland or Austin. They, they have a whole keeping it a weird vibe, um, but it also they just they've got a, uh, a retro arcade there, Level Two Fifty Six, where I, I have my hoodie, my favorite hoodie. Uh, this past trip, we just discovered a place called Orbit DVD, which uh, is kind of like movie trading company, but they've got VHS, DVD, Blu Ray, nice. uh, games, old used games, like a bunch of rare stuff, uh, comics, horror stuff, Ooh. books. It's just um, we could have spent an entire day there. Uh, we were there two hours and uh, they were kicking us out when it was closing. <laughs> nice. uh, and it's just really cool. There's a little uh, uh, music venue downtown that was in within walking distance of the hotel. That was the whole reason we were in town seeing a band. Um, and then there's this cool little like two screen movie theater like right downtown. It looks like the old wow. uh, you know uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood theaters where uh, you can see like indie films, but you could also see kind of the first runs. I, I, if you've never been to Asheville, North Carolina, uh, I highly recommend it. It's great, and it's also uh, it's like a 2,000 feet elevation, and they get snow. It, like you're right mm-hmm. there uh, at the the end out. of the Appalachian I'm mountains, out. and well, <laughs> or, or you can go in spring or summer where it's just perfect, <laughs> gorgeous weather. A lot of hills, really cool, hip vibe there. Everyone so friendly uh they really keep it weird in Asheville North Carolina that's my obsession there you go that sounds cool man last summer during our our, uh, vacation that
3: we took to um uh, Tennessee Mm. we went down to Asheville one day and I I think I remember passing by that level 256 and I was wondering if that was an arcade
0: so that's awesome Oh yeah, oh dude, and that's where uh, I took those pictures of that Big Lebowski pinball machine. Oh ownership. yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Whoa, sweet.
1: that thing is so sweet. Paul,
0: there is there's only four hundred of these made. Whoa, I've never seen it before. It's from a made from a company out of. uh well, it was a Dutch company, right? Mm-hmm. They've never made another pinball machine. This is their first one, and they just fucking knocked it out of the park. <laughs> first and only. That's that's awesome. Awesome. It's beautiful to wow. play sound bites and clips, and the way it's designed, uh, it's awesome.
1: It's like once that's upon so a cool. time in Mexico. Like once it was done, somebody went in and just. Murdered everyone that made it. <laughs> they'll never make anything as good ever this again. This product is too perfect.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. That's rad.
1: Uh, well, my obsession uh, oh, yeah. is uh, is of the vinyl variety. Um, Ooh, since yeah. I got back working in the radio again, um, I've... I've reconnected with some people and uh, and made some new connections uh, and made some new friendships. And one of those friendships is with one of the tour managers for Metallica who works yeah. for Q Prime and uh we've been but working Prime. on on promoting <laughs> but Prime, but we've been working on, you know, promoting Metallica's tour. They're going to be coming through town in August and uh you know they just had a new release called 72 seasons and i had been working with them on that and just you know we we spent some time just on the phone talking about some things he wanted to know what my history was and i was like actually one of my first gigs was working a metallica show like i was my first marketing director job was for the eagle and my first gig was a metallica show at texas stadium in 2003 it was james hetfield's birthday and i got to meet the band and you know then afterwards we did go-karts with the band and stuff it and we- <laughs> it was was really neat like they 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 basically had a speed zone open up and uh, and just be open for them and the you know the few people that came with us sure why not and uh, and so i told him all about this and he was like dude you were part of the speed zone trip he's like oh i heard about it but i never got to go you know i was i was working with some other band at the time and so like like i said you know the long story short we just we've kind of struck up a friendship and um just recently when uh, when Metallica's 72 Seasons came out, he sent me a, he sent me a signed copy of it, uh, along with basically the entire Metallica catalog on vinyl. <laughs> oh uh, damn. And he was like, hey, yeah. dude, you know, I'd like to I'd like to send you these, you know, just kind of courtesy of, you know, from one Metallica fan to another. Wow. Uh, and I was like, oh, well, crap, I got to get a I need to get a player again. I, I got rid of yeah. my my turntable. Yep. Uh, and so I grabbed a uh, an, a record player that I used to have. I uh, bought it again. It was this record store <laughs> day uh, exclusive uh, peanuts, like a, a a crossley cruiser. and uh, and went yes. ahead and set that thing up and started listening to these Metallica discs. And then I went back and found some of my older records and uh, threw in the Who's Quadrophenia. Oh, and just exactly. like sat there for like oh. just for like for like two hours just listening to that and you know g- just just letting the the music take me over you know and i'll, I'll say like i used to kind of shrug off mm-hmm. when people were like man vinyl just sounds better i'm like what how you how can you say that like digital and disc are just a clearer sound but man if there isn't something to it like i don't know if it's just mm-hmm. the power of suggestion but these vinyls do no. sound so good, man.
0: There's yeah. science behind it. It's mm-hmm. it's it's the way that they're recorded onto that disc. Um you it it's, it's recreating the sound waves that were captured during yeah. the recording and it's a pretty now it mm-hmm. all comes down to if you're using a bluetooth there's a there's a record shop here locally and they're really uh, uh elitist about bluetooth uh, record players <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they have a sign that's like we don't sell bluetooth record players so yeah. don't ask, because <laughs> yeah. it's not yeah so there's there's ways that and paul could probably speak better to it but um yeah if you have a great sound system and you're playing vinyl every time you play it unlike some other mediums you know they don't wear out over time yeah. um, you're hearing an exact replication
2: I don't know about speaking to it better necessarily, but a digital file may be clearer. It may have like contain more information, Um, but like there's something to be said for like the character of vinyl, right? Like character is different than clarity where it's like it it may make you feel a certain way, especially to hear it off of that that medium that just like listening to a digital file just does not deliver the same experience and the audio itself doesn't have that sort of character and feel to it so yeah no i totally believe that i didn't really grow up in a time where like i listened to vinyl and i've never been a a vinyl collector but i've heard enough people talk about vinyl to know Uh that there's something to that you know (laughs) like they're not (laughs) just all you know talking crazy like there is something about vinyl that you know they, they they love that sound
1: yeah i've got this david bowie box set uh, and I threw it on and it's basically all of his material from 1977 to like 1989 or something. Wow. Wow. And like, there's just, there's something about the vinyl. And I don't know if I'm, if I'm speaking in any kind of like actual technical term, but there's almost no. like a room tone that you get mm. with mm. the vinyl that almost fills, it kind of fills the space. Where yeah. like that I don't get with like a CD or with a digital file. Like there's just it's almost like that that vinyl recording is also capturing like the air and yeah. Uh, yeah. it's yeah. just it, there's a weight to it. And it man, you yep. know I threw that in. I, th- I had the Who by the Numbers. I had the I had Pink Floyd's The Division Bell playing the other day, and it was oh, just like yeah. oh dude, oh. just filling the house up. My kids looking at me like what's wrong with me? But uh, <laughs> yeah, <There's> this <laughs> huge plate. Yeah, <laughs> my I gotta watch James because he wants to grab everything. No. <laughs> scratch the Jimi hendrix oh yeah oh, no. yeah as a kid oh. i would put my toys on the record player and that would be like the like the battlefield would be revolving while yes. like things are going on <laughs> yeah but i'm sorry I, I used up way too much time with that but that's my my obsession this week has just been the vinyl just going down that
0: vinyl rabbit hole Awesome. Um, we'll have to do a yeah. whole episode on vinyl because I think there is uh, a lot to the well, well, or yeah. maybe we just talked about everything there is to talk about. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> vinyl's done.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. 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 That was it. This was our yeah. uh, vinyl episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, all right.
1: we don't have time for that right now. We are here to talk about the the land of Hyrule and in maybe all of its forms, but more specifically, the world that we get in Breath of the Wild and its sequel. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom. And before we get into Tears mm-hmm. of the Kingdom, man, let's let's give Paul the floor. Let's talk about Breath
2: of <laughs> yes, the Wild. Yes.
1: Give us the whole story. Spare us no details.
2: <laughs> well, I'm... <laughs> well, that's a dangerous game once you get me talking. <laughs> um, but no, it was a great game. Like, from the second I, I jumped in, it, there were s- some things that I definitely took time to get used to. And there's some yes. things that I never quite got used to in terms of Mm. just them being frustrating i think the the biggest one because there's so many positives to that game that i think i should start with the biggest detractor which is the weapon system (laughs) i knew it to this (laughs) to this like day i'm just like are you freaking kidding me like i just (laughs) got this weapon (laughs) now it's breaking um it's it's i think it's something that you do kind of get used to but it's never something that you accept as like this is right
0: you know (laughs) like You know, yep. I, I, yep. I push back on that because I actually did learn to accept it. Now, of course, I'm mm-hmm. several hundred hours into that game. Yeah. Um, and so I just kind of like maybe it's a bit of Stockholm syndrome, but I don't think so. Uh, however, I, I do feel what you said about uh, there being a little bit of a learning curve and, and getting used to some things. Yes. Yeah. No, um, it can yeah. be hard
2: at first. Um, And and I, I almost 100 percented. Breath of the Wild. I got so into it. I found every single shrine. I had all of the the, the armors and outfits and things like that. The Koroks though, right? Yeah, the Koroks is is what killed me actually because I got (laughs) so close. I was like all right, I guess the only thing I have left to do is to find all these Koroks.
0: (laughs) That Way Lies Madness.
2: And then I, I actually attempted for a while to just run around wow. all of this space that I'd already been around to see if I'd missed any Koroks, and it just got to the point where I think I'd, I'd made it almost to like like 500. And oh then I looked God. up how many You're there actually there. are, and I was like, I'm not finding 300 <laughs> more
0: of these. Like, I'm done. I'm impressed that you found 500, because I don't think I cracked 100. I knew immediately, I was like, okay, this is for a type of player that uh, wants to find every little nook and cranny, and I'm not here for that. Usually, usually that's me, but Yeah, I was like, no, <laughs> I can't true. do that.
2: I mean, the, I think the beauty of Breath of the Wild is, and this is maybe my only other complaint, but I, I could also spin it into a positive. Mm-hmm. And that is that the main quest is three steps. Mm-hmm. It's it's literally <laughs> yeah. like find yeah. Impa, do the, uh, you know, do the, uh, the, 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 the prepare divine to fight Beast, Ganon yeah. essentially, yeah, do mm-hmm. the divine beasts and then fight Ganon. Yeah. And those are the only three steps. And I did kind of come to accept that because part of me wanted more. out of the main quest Mm -hmm. Um, but then another part of me realized that there are people who play this game who are really cool and they like to have fun this way and maybe that's not the way that I like to approach the game but they're like how little do I need to do
3: to go yes. and fight cannon yes. and
2: beat the game, <laughs> yeah. you know. And I have a lot of respect mm-hmm. for like speedrunners or people that just want that type of challenge, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. if if you can say one thing about the main quest being as simple as it was, is it opens the door for you to complete the game how you want to do it, yeah. as opposed to having to follow all all these steps to get to like the final step. Um, mm-hmm. I do kind of hope that they add more, though, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in Tears of the Kingdom. I hope mm-hmm. we get, like, more of a main quest because I'm not sure I was personally satisfied with how open it was. That being said, there was plenty in the game to enjoy. So if you, right. you know, even if you're like, ah, I wish there was more in the main quest, it's like, yeah, we'll just go do something else. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot yeah. more in the game you can it's not do. It's the
0: destination. Yeah. It's the journey.
2: So, <laughs> exactly. So. I
1: love how the, the side quests actually had, like, an impact on the world around yeah. you, too, yeah. which was yeah. nice. Mm-hmm.
2: And just, like, exploring different areas was ridiculously fun. Just finding a new area, and then suddenly, like, this, you know, like, a dragon is, like, flying around the sky. You're like, oh, my God, what is that? I never
0: never am not awestruck when I see one of those fucking dragons in the air. I have to stop and turn my (laughs) camera and watch it as it flows by.
2: And the little details, too, of like being able to like shoot up at it and then you have to go and like find where the scale landed and things mm-hmm. like that, you know, like yeah. the, it's such an immersive world. And I really came to like love and enjoy it. And and I, that's just how I spent my time. Like during the time playing that game was like, you know, I'm just going to run around. And there were yeah. times when I was like, all right, I have these objectives I want to complete, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there were times where I sat down with the game and I was just like, what if I just like ran in a direction I've never run in before yes. and saw yes. what was down? there you know so it was it was really enjoyable and you know the, I, really i only have those two complaints about the game personally mm. and mm-hmm. i know that doesn't apply to everyone uh, was the weapon system and the quest being you know the main quest being three steps nice. but you now,
1: know i'm totally with you on the weapon system like that's why <laughs> right. I, I was in Thank such you. a hurry to get the master sword and then i did the master sword <laughs> trial and i'm like all right now i never have to worry about having to find another weapon like i've got what i mm-hmm. need uh, and, and now I can move forward, but uh, because I couldn't stand it, I would have a weapon I liked, and then it would break, and I'd be like, like "Oh God,
0: God!" But that's day. part of the game. Like <laughs> that's like saying, uh, "Oh, I only like poker when I have a full house." Like otherwise, no, why it's are they not. giving me all these? <laughs> like-
1: it's, no, it's more like saying, "I only like poker when I have a fair dealer," and uh, and so wow. I found my okay. fair dealer in the form of the Master Sword.
0: <laughs> I would say uh, <laughs> I would say the game itself is very fair because you can break a weapon, but there's like five more around the corner like you're just yeah, constantly yeah, you do find a lot wounds. of them
3: so and, and every like every blood moon there's all the ones that are like in They're the reset. world yeah. who will respawn. Yeah. yeah so you can just go pick them up yeah. again and i don't know I, I i got to a point like on the on the actual opening the the plateau mm-hmm. it was it was a little rough going mm-hmm. especially in mm-hmm. like the in the master uh master mode i don't think that i got past like the first camp of (laughs) Bokalans with a weapon left. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But in, once you get off the, the, the plateau and, and you start opening up the the shrines and things that you can teleport to it, I don't know, it, it like the weapon degradation just stopped being a problem mm. for
0: me uh, i i do hear you joe about like finding that one weapon that like <laughs> oh this thing's best I, I need this to take with me um but it, it, it kind of breaks you from being a hoarder mm. because I, I used to I, do that i don't like being a hoarder <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> i'm a resident
1: evil fan like you cannot hoard you've got to put things away and i
2: do i i do like hoarding in gaming and i was a little disappointed <laughs> that uh when i got my house in uh in hateno Ooh. village that i couldn't mm-hmm. like there was a limit to how many weapons yeah. you can get you can upgrade and get like three yeah. you know like sword mm-hmm. places and three shield places mm-hmm. and i was like well, you mean i can't just dump all of the stuff i want to keep them all in there, forever yeah. into yeah. this house and just have it stay there forever
0: well why would you when link can seemingly carry an infinite number of items yeah. and clothing yeah. Yeah. and uh, meals yeah that yeah. is that
1: is true i'll say t- I think, you know, I know. Recently, I had my uh, my obsession with uh, with Elden Ring, and how I couldn't get into any From Software games at all up until this point. Like, I tried Dark Souls a few times. Was like, I just can't get into it. But Elden Ring, there was something special about it. Something that I was like, man, I'm I'm really into this. I'm feeling it. And I think it a hundred percent has to do with the fact that they basically took what was great about breath of the wild and applied it to the from soft you know play style and it worked it it, it worked very well but kind of like what paul was saying like sometimes you just felt like you know i'm not going to take this linear path i'm just going to pick another place and just go that way and see what i find and it's that 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 feeling of exploration that satisfaction Mm -hmm. of like kind of you know of of Going, you know, coming across like this, the uh, the crest of a hill, and just seeing this whole new thing before you. Like I remember when I thought that I had, like, I had seen the breadth of what Breath of the Wild had to offer, and suddenly I'm like going into a desert area, and this giant beast is like walking around in the sand, and I'm like, what the hell is this thing? I I remember telling Jay, I'm like. It, what is it? He's like, you'll see. I'm like, what, what do you mean you see? I thought I I've basically been from one end of the map to the other. He's like, no, you haven't even scratched the surface. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> <He's right. laughs>
2: oh, just oh, another thing that I wish you could keep is the Lord of the mountain. What is it? The Lord of the Hills or oh, the Lord of the yes. mountains. Yeah. I wish yeah. that could just be like, once you find that and register it as at, at a stable, like, oh, I just have this now. And like, I don't yeah. need another yeah. horse ever again. I'm just going to ride the Lord of the mountains around. But it disappears. It won't let you register it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Same thing with the bone horses. I wish you could do the bone Uh, horses too. Did you try to register? Did you take it to a?
2: Yes, I did. I was like, well, I thought I'd found like the best mount in the whole game. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna go register this thing right (laughs) away. You know, so I went down and I I tried and it just I got off it I think to register it it disappears (laughs) after a certain amount of time not being on it.
1: So I just. I just ride my
2: motorcycle around. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Spoiler yeah, alert! It's that DLC. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I,
1: I'll boot up the game every once in a while just to ride around on that yeah. thing. Still, just yep. speed around and like yep. run into some bacoblins and
2: Paul. Did you, you, know. you do the uh, the DLC? I did a little bit of the DLC, and I think I was I was oh, getting out of the game at that point where i was excited Mm. for more so i bought the dlc and i did like one one of the dlc Uh missions i remember going around an area where it was like mostly like a flooded bog area and i was looking Mm. for a letter and then at that time Mm. i dedicated so many hours into this game (laughs) that it was just the time that like we've all experienced but you hardly ever like remember this moment of you put the controller down and you're like i'm gonna come back to this game And then you you don't, don't. you know, for a while, at least for a while. So unfortunately I paid for the DLC and abandoned
3: it. (laughs) I would recommend doing it. Um, You don't necessarily have to do the letters because those are, those are pretty much just the, the outfits that are included. So if you want to get the outfits do them, but if you're, if you're not too into that, but definitely do the shrines and
0: the final, uh, the final yeah, the, the champions ballad one—that's the good DLC, not the master trials yeah. one. You can skip yeah. that one, but I, okay. I uh, and the master trials—I mean, as far as the master sword trial, master trials is fine.
3: It's, it's fine, <laughs> but it doesn't
0: have the grandeur and the closure. Like, uh, I—it gives you the master sword fully powered up.
2: What are you I,
1: talking <laughs> yeah, about? I yeah. did
0: get the master sword, but. Um, no, But from a, from a, from a, a boss fight, I would say oh. at the end of the uh, Champions Ballad DLC is the best yeah. boss battle in that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it really yeah. adds a level of completion to it. Uh, so, yeah. I okay. uh, And you get like, what, 16 or 18 new shrines. And for me, yeah. Brother of the Wild was all about the shrines. Like, yeah. that was my my drive for I, playing that game.
2: I, I think I found like part of me after doing all like all of the base shrines, after finding mm. all the base shrines, part of me. Fa- like found that I enjoyed looking for them almost yeah. a little bit more than I found doing them not to say that doing mm-hmm. the shrines was not fun because they they were very fun well, and they were very creative and they offered like a you know a, a fun challenge but finding the them was the most fun cuz you're just running oh, yeah, around yeah. and suddenly your meter starts beeping and you're like there's one oh around God. here yep. i know there
0: is uh-huh. i hear that sound in my dreams <laughs> i hear that
2: sound <laughs> in my dreams
0: Bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> like it's such, I have such a positive reaction to that little bloop bloop bloop. Like when I, I hear know. it, my ears just go <laughs> up like a dog. <laughs> no, I, I hear what you're saying. Most of them are fun, except every now and then you get into that, oh, uh, a major test of strength, a modest test of strength, where mm-hmm. you're just like fighting a guardian and you're like, eh, okay, whatever. The most disappointing yeah. one is where like, you you find the shrine, you've done some challenge to unlock it, it comes out of the ground, you go inside, and, and you're like, oh, great, I get to do another puzzle. And then it's just one of those bullshit, eh, here's your fucking power yeah. soul thing. <laughs> you did yeah, enough. You did. Yeah. I like those. Yeah. I enjoy like, those no. a lot. I wanted a puzzle. <laughs> I'm all about the puzzles in my Zelda games. There's a,
1: there's no shortage of puzzles in that game.
2: Yeah, yeah. and once you, once you like what I found with the major tests of strength and things like that, they can be very challenging. Yeah. Once you've discovered the formula though right. that it's going to do, yeah. it's it's really just about repetition. It may catch you off guard and then you die and you're like, oh, that sucks. But it's, but it's like, I still know what it's going to do and I'm going to try again yeah. Yeah. and I'm probably going to beat it the second time around. I just kind of messed up the first time around.
0: That's so. how the Lynels were for me. It took me a half an hour to beat my first Lynel. I remember timing it. No. I just felt so defeated. I'm just like, oh, this guy's just fucking killing me over you and over again. Way better than i did really <laughs> uh, i don't know i felt like i lost about 100 lives doing that i had to i had to get some ancient arrows and stuff and just one shot did him. you really yeah. <laughs> but but <laughs> when you kind of get that pattern down and you figure it out and you can you can read his tells um mm-hmm. then yeah it's, it's i don't think i ever figured it out really He's got, like, three <laughs> different moves you could do, and, and you can kind
1: of tell yeah. what he's going to do. It's like no, the Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! I was constantly, yes, the very racist boxing game created by Nintendo, <laughs> uh, where, no. where a white guy basically beats up an army of minorities. <laughs>
2: no! <laughs> I mean, Texas take punch another
1: out. look at Punch-Out!
2: <laughs> um, really? So, if you're, if you're
1: into Breath of the Wild, and you're ever, like, hungry for more, I know I mentioned Elden Ring, but there was another game that I played maybe a year or two back called Immortals Phoenix Rising. Yeah. And like this is very much a Breath of the Wild clone. It's basically Breath of the Wild, but just in ancient Greece. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very fun, very satisfying, uh, very cute with the humor. The the animation style is almost the same, Mm -hmm. too, but uh, worth checking out. It's an Ubisoft game. Uh, So, yeah, if you're ever if you're ever hungry for more, like especially after you finish Tears of the Kingdom uh, and you're like, man, I need some more of that. Look that one yes. up too, because that one was a pretty good ride. Um, hey,
0: before we get too far away from uh, gripes about Breath of the Wild and into Tears of the Kingdom, um, Paul uh, named his. Uh, I kind of wanted to give Joe <laughs> and Jay the opportunity to do the same. And I wanted to uh, bring one up, which is for me, um, Ganon himself, this Calamity Ganon in this game, the main villain. Oh. And I think maybe, Paul, what you're picking up on or what you're feeling about, you know, there's only three steps in the main mission is that it doesn't have a very. Uh, there's no really emotional, like, you don't get to know who this character is as a villain. Like Ganondorf, yeah. and I think the reason why everyone is so excited to see Ganondorf come back in Tears of the Kingdom is that here's like a character yeah. with motives and uh, language, like he can speak. He doesn't just yeah. feel like, uh, you know, some womp rat, a giant womp rat at the bottom of the castle <laughs> that you have there. Like, what the fuck is he? He's As he's flying around in his, like, he's a ghost form, he looks like a pig. He's kind of got the pig head. Yeah. But then when you fight him, he's just this weird spider thing with a lot of different legs yeah. that each of them would do well, something he's got
1: own. he's got different forms like he's yeah. I know but none of
0: them look yeah. like the ganon he's, that we've known in the no, other 12 games they don't well, it's
2: like in a wind waker you have to fight like yeah, you know vi- like several forms of ganon before the final form which is like the badass i've got two katanas and i'm like got this weird cloak on like you know he finally takes that form but i get what you're saying where in this game you're just like i don't feel like he's a real fleshed out character he's just like this big boss
1: you know i never got that i always i felt like it was I, I felt like the story was was pretty well laid out about, like, yeah. it wasn't so much Ganon the being, but the corruption that he had yes. left behind yeah. in yes. Hyrule. Yeah. And that's kind of what you were doing. You were you were defeating the curse of what remained of Ganon. Uh, and, and I felt like a lot of the flashbacks kind of gave you that story. I don't know. I guess because I've played so much Zelda, mm-hmm. I kind of I, I'm filling in the blanks already, mm-hmm. which is probably not a good thing. Um, there, yeah, there is, is part yeah, of like that. I'm, al- mm-hmm. I'm already kind of like beating them to the next point. Like, oh, okay, I get it. Uh, and this is
0: just super fun, though. So I'm giving it a pass. It's just more. Yeah. Uh, it's just more of a generic evil that you're fighting. And it's almost like in the Fifth mm-hmm. Element. Remember the Fifth Element? Like the villain was yeah. no, just a.
1: Tell me the whole story. <laughs> Don't <laughs> leave out. <anybody's-> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> just a floating blob
0: planet of evil that just shot across space and was going to attack her. But like, yeah. it, it could like Transformers, the movie. Yeah, it was Unicron, the original Unicron. <laughs> it was Unicron. Or it's like yeah. Andros yeah. Oh my God. at the end of Star Fox when yeah. he just
2: turns into the big head, the big no, you know, face. Yes. Oh, I guess you're you're Andros. I guess, <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess, so. right,
1: exactly.
3: But, um. but I mean they, they do they do kind of bring that up in in the game itself because they talk about how you know it was whatever ten thousand years ago or whatever when yeah. when the war went on and and Ganon was was defeated that now he's basically. He's given up on the idea of resurrection, which would have brought back oh. Ganondorf. Mm. And he's just he's just gone into this pure malice form yeah. uh, uh, of oh. hatred. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that's that's the whole thing behind him now. So there's not really a motivation other than just can he talk? He's
0: just pure hatred. Can he Can he say mm-hmm. something? Like yeah. No, I'm just saying, I want a he's, character that I'm fighting. He's pure calamity. You, you yeah. want Hans
1: Gruber, and that's not what Zelda is. kind of do. Yeah. Ganon never talked in the original Legend of Zelda. Yes, he, he did. He never talked in in the original Legend of Zelda? Well,
0: I don't think anybody. But he just makes, you know. like,
2: sounds and stuff. Yeah. He makes sounds. He
0: did talk a little bit in, in, Link, in to the past. Link to the Past. He didn't say yeah. a thing. Yeah, he was a wizard. Like, he had arms and legs, and you could. That was a guy in him. That was no, a yeah, game. it. Was, uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. That's
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> This is maybe a controversial opinion, and I'm excited to see, especially Mm. with what you said about them, like, hopefully fleshing out his character more. And I know everybody on the internet is, like, fawning over his new design, which I think is great, but, you know, it's I don't think it's not a version of Ganon we haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. Just in, you know, different, you know, know, he's HD now, but, you know, (laughs) it's not a version of him we haven't seen before. Um, So maybe this is a controversial opinion. I'm looking forward to what they do with him in Tears of the kingdom but i do kind of wish we could sort of break the hero's cycle a little bit and i wish we could get a zelda game with a villain that's not ganon i think you know it's been decades and i think like we're kind of like maybe i'm the only one or maybe there are other people who are kind of like i wish we could go up against a new fresh person with a cool design and, you know, a different backstory. And, and, and just to give the
1: listener a little bit of insight. And if you've listened to Paul in previous episodes, uh, you know, Paul is a big fan as I am as well. The Oracle of seasons and Oracle of ages games, which are not, ganon like ganon is not the villain of those games
2: i was just telling i was just at work today talking to some people about this and i expressed this opinion about how i wish we could see a villain that's not ganon you know i'm excited for tears of the kingdom but i wish we could see a villain that's not ganon and someone mentioned like well it's always been ganon and i was like Uh -uh. no these game boy color games that i loved (laughs) when i was a kid had different villains and they weren't motivated by ganon you
0: know Link's
3: awakening, yep, Link's Link's awakening. awakening. yeah it's the wind right. fish I, I was just going to say that there there is a theory going around um and it's all based off of the you know the trailer and seeing you know ganondorf but also seeing the back with the the fiery kind of hair yeah which looks a whole lot like like demise from mm-hmm. skyward mm-hmm. sword and there's this theory going around that maybe this game is you know they're they're Kind of doing a misdirection, making you think that Ganondorf is going to be the villain in this game. But maybe he's tired of this cycle as well. Mm-hmm. And maybe it ends up that he's working with you or working with Zelda or whatever to try to break this cycle that's been going on for however many millennia. <laughs> that's cool. So that I'd would, like to see that. Yeah, I would, I would like to see something <laughs> like that.
0: Break free brick from the chain <laughs> how meta
2: of them for them to be like Ganon is also tired of being <laughs> yeah. in every game so he's actually going to be something else now so then they just bring in Bowser
1: <laughs> Bowser and Mother Brain yeah. from Metroid dude.
2: yeah Mother Brain
0: oh my god
1: does that mean uh, Ganon goes
0: over to Mario games <laughs> yes. 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 yes what was that I
1: just saw a video of that recently it's like what if villains from video games switched games or whatever and it's like Dr. Wily goes and fights Mario and he's like wait a minute that's all you do you just jump (laughs) where's your arm getting and and, and bowser couldn't take care of you oh this is gonna be easy (laughs) um yeah no so what i'm looking forward to i I guess i really don't have any gripes about breath of the wild i think my early gripes Mm -hmm. when i played the game was like i felt like i'm usually the kind of guy that's like yeah 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 like i see the instruction booklet and i just throw it to the side i'm like i'll Uh figure it out And I felt like Breath of the Wild was just a little too much. Like, figure it out on your own. I'm like, I need a little bit of hand holding. I just need just a little bit. I'm like, just at least point me in the right direction because I have no fucking clue where I'm supposed to go now. Uh, So I, I suffered through that. But then after a good, you know, 20 hours, uh, I ended up finding my way, <laughs> figuring out what I was supposed to do, uh, I, and I guess that's kind of my my only gripe. Though, like, I, I felt like the difficult enemies for me remained difficult, but mm-hmm. it's like I I learned to give them a wide berth, and I found creative ways to get around them. And if it was something I had to actually defeat or go through, I got through it, uh, and and I appreciate you know the game even more for it. But yeah. like, it, it it was definitely one of those games that like. It allowed you to find your own way, right. which yeah. I appreciate. I love that, and there aren't enough games that do that. Um,
0: Not just from a geographical standpoint, but like from the gameplay standpoint. Like yeah, if you don't yeah. want to do combat, you don't have to do combat. Yeah,
1: hell, mm-hmm. if you don't want to do, if you don't want to do the legendary beasts, you don't have to do the legendary to. beasts. Yeah. Totally there, optional. It's Paul touched on that earlier. There's so, mm-hmm. yeah, there's so many ways to play this game, and there's no right or wrong sequence to do it in, which was also like amazing. Like I I, I, I was talking to some people about the game and like I'd already gotten the, uh, the Gerudo monster or the, the, the legendary beast. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "Oh yeah, so you definitely you have the uh, the Zoras, right? Like you got the 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 water one." I'm like, "No, yeah. is there a water one too?" They're like, "Yeah, dude, you didn't get stopped on the bridge by so and so and yeah. I'm like, "No, yeah, not at all." <laughs> so they're like, you need to go back to the bridge so you could start that storyline. I'm like, "Okay, well, where is it?" Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, no, that was the first one I stumbled upon too. I think it was too for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jay, you too. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, the, that the, the game kind of subtly leads you there. But mm-hmm. Joe, you're such an yeah. adventure. Well, oh, you probably like saw the path you're supposed to take. You're like, "Fuck." i'm going going (laughs)
2: literally i think the gerudo valley was the last thing that i did so it's funny that joe is the one that's just like first thing found himself on like the far side of the map the most difficult boss fight too the most difficult (laughs) boss fight you you literally can't be in that area without special clothes (laughs) that's true your skin will burn off so when i got those special clothes
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh look out look i know i've mentioned it before and everyone's like oh you're so funny you're <laughs> so funny. I, I'm not joking, man. Guru the link. <laughs> I am thirsty for some gerudo link. Yes, right, so <laughs> okay, I agree with that. We, actually. Better, we better get some more of that in Tears of the Kingdom, or else I'm gonna be really upset.
2: Have y'all mm, seen the mm, meme mm, where mm. it's like, uh, like video, like men in video games <laughs> and then women in video games, and it's comparing their armor? Yeah. And the example they have for the man yes. is Samus yes. in full armor, <laughs> yes. and the example <laughs> they have for the women is Link in his Gerudo outfit. That's hilarious. <laughs> Love it. I have yeah. not <laughs> seen this. It's really good. That's <laughs> Awesome.
0: Hey, uh, speaking of predictions, do you think we'll have any more problematic content in uh, Tears of the Kingdom the same God, way? I
2: hope so. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what else will well, we talk about? Well, first
2: about? off, we have to clarify. What was what was problematic about the...
0: I think some people would look at that scene in particular and say that it, it's a little more poking fun at... It, oh. it felt a little transphobic, Um, which, just the way it was treated. Cross-dressing just... is a plot point, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the character <laughs> that teaches him to do it is kind of a... they're they're almost poking fun at him but it's okay if Jack Mm. Lemon does it okay I get it
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of on I see like I see that as being a little problematic I also see where what Joe is talking about about being I was I was excited to just see Link in that way that I was just like you know what I don't I think everything just went out the window I was just like wow how can I just keep this outfit on for the rest of the game and and I did (laughs) uh, (laughs) he's on like
0: Hebron Mountain and just shivering in his Yes, yes. I just ate yeah. enough food. I just kept giving myself food to keep Spicy my. Food. There you go. Right. <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you what. That was one of my, you know, we, we talked about gripes, but uh, one of my favorite things uh, of Breath of the Wild was a hook whole cooking mechanic like mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. i yeah. hoarded meals joe in the way that you did uh weapons because like yeah. i would if i just got one page empty like if i got a, if i fought a lionel and i had to use a couple of my my meals i was like i, should, I gotta find a fire i gotta find a pot yeah. i gotta get some mushrooms <laughs> and uh i gotta find some hearty radishes and make some uh, health replenishing mm-hmm. meals what i was really bad at was rationing my stamina
1: Like, like I always miss, I misjudged how much stamina I would need to like climb a mountain or (laughs) glide to where I needed to go. (laughs) Like, I was ever
0: falling off the sides of cliffs, and then a rainstorm comes across. Oh, that's the
2: worst. The rain always came at the worst time. Mm -hmm. You're like three feet from the ledge, (laughs) and it starts raining, and you start like (laughs) slipping down, and you're like, No, I do think
0: that there's some code in there that's like oh if links hanging on a wall for uh, more than 30 seconds at a oh, time populate to be rate storm <laughs> <laughs> oh, Did you guys ever do like I see speedrunners who
1: do this all the time where they like basically turn ordinary everyday things into rockets to get across the yes. map yeah, in yes. like record time Yes were you were you guys ever able to do I've tried doing it like once and bro. failed miserably. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. bro, I can't even mm-hmm. do the other one where you like drop a bomb, hit pause, switch over to the square bomb, drop yeah. that one, yeah. detonate yourself, fly over. I can't even do that. I'm trying. Yeah. To- no, yeah,
3: I, I, I can't, I can't do those. I did do the, the stasis where you would launch like a rock yeah. or whatever, and, and you know, go across a gap or something like that. But that was like, that was basically just a simple stasis. Something hit it with the bomb, jump on it, and yeah. then go. Oh. But these guys mm-hmm. do like crazy shit that just keeps them
0: going. <laughs> I have for no idea how they're doing that. Miles. It
2: reminds me of there was a, a similar sort of cheat in Wind Waker. Not, not really a cheat, just like a movement mechanic that the developers did not intend where you could stash like movement by like falling off of like an object. And then mm-hmm. I, I don't know the exact way that they did it, but essentially they would get Link in the water and then they would swim almost like for like five minutes just up against a pier (laughs) or something like that. And if you executed it properly, it, used all of that stashed movement all at once and it literally like sent you flying across like the ocean and there were speedrunners that actually used this to be like I can get from one side of the map to the other side of the map like super early on in the game (laughs) by doing this so it kind of like reminds me of that of like speedrunners finding ways to be like how can I like launch myself from one side of the map to the other
0: I have to imagine that they've patched that in Tears of the Kingdom right those aren't gonna be you're not gonna be able to do those moves specifically I don't even know if those bombs this time around
3: you know I think it's gonna be even more yeah I think it's gonna be even more this time with the with the whole fuse mechanic and, and the the ultra hand stuff where you can just yeah. build your own like airships and things to go around
0: I think mm-hmm. it's gonna go even yeah, more I, I guess you, you don't need to break the game when the game is kind of broken itself and giving you the tools <laughs> to put it back it's together supposed to be. I don't I don't know if if y'all of y'all have seen the newest trailer uh I think we all have yeah I don't think this I is, have okay
3: because I know some people are wanting to avoid it. Because there's some things oh. in there that that could be a little spoiler. Now
2: I will avoid it.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, are you trying to but, avoid spoilers, Paul.
2: Yeah, I, but I'm also no. probably the only person in this call the call that has not pre-ordered the game. So I'm just going to kind <laughs> of oh, wait yeah. out the uh, the initial <laughs> really? few weeks of not being able to find the game unless you pre-ordered it and then buy it like a month from now. So <laughs> oh, are you uh, you're,
0: you're not in the digital? You gotta have the physical.
2: I I prefer to have a physical copy. Uh, Yeah, the same same way. It's just kind of a holdover from growing up and collecting like N sixty four games and Game Boy Color games and stuff like that. I like to have a thing. I don't know if you can see it, but like all my some of my Switch games are here in this little holder, and I like to have something Mm -hmm. that I can look at and be like, "Yeah, I I own that
1: game." Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) I want to check in with Jay, who's kind of like the resident uh, expert on the chronology how long after breath of the wild does this game take place does tears of the kingdom take place
3: it looks like it's going to be probably around 5 or 6 years yeah. um mm-hmm. because again some of the stuff that you see in the in the most recent trailer um there are some people that that they that they show that uh were in the first game and they have aged an appropriate amount of time between the two games. So I'm I'm guessing probably around five or six years. So where do these games, because I've forgotten, where do these
1: games fall in the, the, the chronology, the complete chronology? Are these at the
3: very beginning? Are they at the very end? Very end. Yeah. There's, there's never been like a specific, like they've come out and said, okay, this is specifically where it is other than it's at the end of all the timelines. Uh Um, and and some of the stuff that you find in uh breath of the wild like there's the 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 walls in um lanryu um yeah Len, <laughs> yeah the zora the there we go yeah. zora's domain yeah. uh the walls that you can find and you can read about and it and you you can read about um like stuff that happened in ocarina of time uh, yeah. you find like the little the little salt rocks and if you read the lore on the little lord skip it or snippet on the salt rocks talks about how the world was once covered in, in, uh, in an ocean. And that's where these are, are, are left Deposits. over from. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. And so it, it, it kind of seems like because the, the timelines split at Ocarina of time, it kind of seems like what they've done with breath of the wild is brought all the timelines back together into mm-hmm. this final, you know, this final timeline mm-hmm. or whatever. So nice. That's, that's where it's at right cool. now.
0: I, I keep hearing about the Zonai and I kind of had to look up what that was or who they were. Um you mm-hmm. guys know about wh- who they are, the Zonai? Yeah, so I guess in, in Breath of the Wild if you go into the, kind of the the what is it, the southeastern jungle, part of the A yeah, yeah, kind of the jungle, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, just north of that beach uh, town, there's all these old uh statues mm-hmm. uh and there's the it it there's its own lore around who these people were, who built them, what they were doing, you know, what they're praying to the these statues uh where they actually Mm. the uh, i think they represent like the three parts of the triforce even so Mm. there's some sort of i don't know but anyway um apparently they're supposed to play a bigger role in this next one i don't think that's a spoiler this is all just theories and conjecture
3: yeah there's there's some speculation that they that they may be related to um the the tribe that basically was sent into the twilight realm uh Mm. prior to you know twilight princess so there's some speculation that they're connected
0: with that. That would explain the kind of bluish glow yeah. that mm-hmm. their technology has or whatever mm-hmm. that glue is that he's using to put so, shit together. So, Still love it. Man, oh, there you go. Yeah. So it's got that. What is that, a coffee cup? Oh, wow, look
2: at that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was waiting That's to awesome. find you brought it up, so I was waiting to find a, a time to <laughs> show that. Amazing. It's. I mean, it's really cheap. It's made of plastic, but it's very fun, and I find myself sitting in my room just Do doing it. again. <laughs> Just doing that
3: alive. <laughs> 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 That's so fun. Somebody posted uh you know, Joe was mentioned the Steam Deck earlier. Somebody posted a startup video that you can download for your Steam Deck, and it's the uh, the the slate
0: oh, from the nice. uh, yeah. cool from uh, the oh, slate. slate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, looks like they're abandoning that too, since uh, yeah. the only reason Link had that was because it was built no. around the Wii U pad. No, they're not abandoning it. No oh. they're not. Oh. There is there's one clip like just I
3: mean like a half a second that you see in the new in the new thing uh the new trailer where you see Link is holding on to you a pad.
0: Yeah, ah, very cool. Interesting. All right, well, I take it back. I thought his yeah. like Superman arm was just gonna. <laughs> be the Superman? Because yeah, I mean, the, the, same the thing only too. reason Link <laughs> had that Sheikah slate was because that was supposed to be a Wii U exclusive game, and mm-hmm. you were gonna use it as like a second screen. And it was gonna have the map on it and mm-hmm. everything, and they just yeah. kind of abandoned that stuff when nobody was buying the Wii U. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> yeah. they at pivot, but but they'd already built so much of the game. And, you know, the whole conceit of the game it's, is around. It still worked with that the Switch slate. too.
1: I mean, it didn't work okay, as a yeah. second yeah, totally screen, right. but it still kind of worked as a like that novelty of having the handheld like link has a handheld just like me
2: it it definitely Uh, helped them sell more case like switch case covers that look like chica Mm -hmm. slates so for sure (laughs) oh dude that uh,
0: orbit dvd i was telling you about that we went to in Asheville over the weekend they had the uh, the new tears of the kingdom oled switch yeah i don't need it my switch is perfectly fine same but for about two minutes i stood there staring at that thing being like all right. Well, I do have a first gen, and it is hackable. Maybe I can get it on eBay and drop, and maybe it'll at least cover half of the cost of a new switch. But in the end, like I play exclusively docked, so that whole OLED screen it would be useless on me, and I feel yeah. like it, it deserves a better home. It's like a, it's like a dog; you just want it to have a good home. I I almost got it. I have an OLED,
1: and I saw the Zelda oh, cool. one at the at the GameStop over here next to me. I saw one, and I was like, "Oh, I could, it's so pretty." basically at this point i'm just paying for those controllers like i'm paying 360 yes. for controllers <laughs> and so i was like yeah. no i gotta let it go yeah there
2: there are certain games there's certain games that i use in handheld mode just because it's it's funner that way or it's more convenient yep. uh stardew valley is one of those like i don't need to see that like on a big screen or anything um but Breath of the Wild is definitely one where it's oh, yeah. like I don't this is not optimal holding this no. in my hand I would so much <laughs> rather have this
0: the text is so hard to read it's really yeah. tiny it's yeah. not intended rough. for that screen yeah. as, mm-hmm. as someone who had to
1: play it handheld almost exclusively oh no uh, yeah it was it was rough to read some of that
0: stuff oh, you no. know I just remembered another gripe and something that I'm hoping they'll improve on in the sequel although uh, from the trailers I've seen it doesn't sound like it uh, the voice acting the voice cast <laughs> I was just about to ask about
1: the voice cast because I had had No mm.
0: idea if they'd expanded on that
1: or if it's going to be the same thing, but yeah, I think I, I go ahead because I think I'm w- I'm right there with you. Yeah,
0: I, I, I do think that was no pun intended the weakest link in the the previous the game. Link. Where yeah, that's right, come for the puns folks yeah. it uh the uh, specifically and unfortunately um princess zelda's voice she just we make fun of it around the house We're like link she's so like wispy and it sounds like a 1920s uh yeah. heroine in, in yeah. distress where
2: are you link?
0: i know yeah. it's like, <laughs> oh. i think as a as a first attempt it's not
3: terrible because mm-hmm. i kind of i kind of go back to um like final fantasy 10 mm-hmm. when it came out and it it was the first voiced Final Fantasy? And
1: some of the voices yes. are totally no. terrible, yeah. Yeah. really bad. The, the one scene by the fire, <laughs> the campfire. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah.
3: So as as I as I first go of it it was you know it was okay i mean it wasn't the worst that they could have done but it definitely was not great
0: it just didn't seem like they had a priority on it and frankly as a game player i didn't have a priority on that stuff like like those memories i love watching it i love the story i love how they did it i'm watching them once but when they come up again i I can't listen to it again because Mm -hmm. the voice acting is so bad it's just it's not i would love to be a native japanese speaker and hear the japanese voice cast Mm -hmm. and wonder if like Oh, it's so it's done so naturally. They really put the time and effort. They really had a director who was who was, had that native language. It was directing for that language. I just don't feel like we had that. I feel like yeah. they outsource this stuff and maybe don't put uh, an emphasis on the performance. Yeah.
1: Paul, tell us about how the English performances for these yeah. dubs. Yeah. like <laughs> so absolutely <much>
0: subpar. <laughs> so no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no,
2: I mean, I, I think that's definitely uh, valid in in sort of like if you were to think about how yes, this is their natural language and things like that. Um, I think in a way, and this is something we talk about in like the dub space all the time is that a lot of people who are, you know, sub over dub and they're like, Oh, well, I just love the Japanese acting so much more. Um, We, we kind of bring up the question a lot of like, well, do you speak Japanese? And a lot of people are like, no, I don't. I just like the acting more. And you're like, well, mm-hmm. then you don't know if it's good acting or not, <laughs> like because you don't, you yeah. can't understand yeah. it, and yeah. you don't know the nuances of Japanese. You exactly. know, <laughs> like- but
0: but I will say I also prefer uh, the sub over dub, as you say, um, mm-hmm. for that very reason, because I can kind of put my own spin on it. Like yeah. it, they could be speaking baby talk for all I know. But if if you can get the story <laughs> across, I mean, obviously I'm reading the subtitles, you know. but um, if you can do it with the uh, the music and the emotion and all the things that are. Yeah. are uh, presented to us in the medium of film then that's all you need
2: and mm-hmm. as a person who works in the dub industry like i um i i find value in both for sure and i think if yeah, you're a, a fan joy. of a show <laughs> <laughs> no i think if you're a big fan of a show and that like that anime happens to have a dub then mm-hmm. it's if you're a huge fan of that show that's just kind of like your opportunity to enjoy it twice
3: mm-hmm. you know because yeah, there you go yeah. I think as as anime has gotten more popular too, they're they're definitely putting more effort into the yes. dubs to make them better. Like I know early stuff that I, I used to watch. So much effort.
0: It's so <laughs> good.
3: <laughs> it's so great. If I could suggest one
1: called dawn of the mm-hmm. witch
0: the guy who plays the
1: lizard is so yeah, good yeah it's amazing <laughs> hey didn't that show get <laughs> canceled <Yeah>. shut up
2: <laughs> but, but I mean like I grew Sorry, up Jeff. watching a lot of uh dubs in particular because like you know the stuff that would play on Toonami and stuff like that that was yeah. all dub mm-hmm. stuff um and I enjoyed like yeah. so much of those and and but also there are things that I prefer in Japanese as well it's kind of like it's yeah. very subject to personal preference like there are things mm-hmm that yeah. other people are like well the sub is objectively better if we're just talking about this show and it's like yeah but i grew up watching this show in english yeah. and i have an associate like a nostalgic association with those voices right um right. you know that i can't get from the sub um but then there are other things where it's like oh i started watching this in the sub uh and now i now i can't get those voices out of my head like those are the voices yeah. of those characters to me so I, I think it's very subject to like personal yep. when like when you start Start something and what language you start it in, right? You know? Um, I don't need
0: it to be uh, Oscar worthy performances. I just don't need it to, to distract yes. and detract from the movie. Yeah. Uh, Joe, yeah. I know you're with me on this, uh, but Princess Mononoke, <gasps> the yeah. Billy Bob but, yeah. Thornton. Dub. Of that oh, character. he's the worst. He's the worst.
1: It was so like he's not even awkward. acting. He's just like, yes, I was with it. like, and also, it's like a director that couldn't get Billy Bob Thornton to understand to emote while also like hitting the flaps. Like yeah. he he wasn't getting produced correctly. Like I, I'm going to tell you right now, like a little pull back the curtain. Sometimes I struggle with hitting the flaps, and that's where a, mm-hmm. a genius yeah. like Paul comes in, <laughs> and like will stretch your voice or will shrink it up a bit. Yeah. try to make it you know try to make it fit uh and there's there's always the uh what is the, what's the rule paul it's always better to go long than go short
2: yeah in general you want to be able to squish something and not have to stretch it because when you stretch yeah. something like in pro tools you're literally taking the waveform and you're like Pulling it apart, and that can lead to mm-hmm. artifacting, where it just doesn't know how to process that. So if you stretch something too hard, you'll end up with like a gap in the audio, where it's like, oh, yeah. we can't use that; that's trash now. Um, but squishing is easier generally because you're you're pushing those waveforms closer together. Something about the way that it processes that um, just responds a little bit better to that. We can also mm-hmm. like you know break in between words and kind of like you know move them over like half a frame you know, and then yeah. fade out each part of the clip. And sometimes that works. Sometimes you play it back for the director and the director's like, that just sounds really unnatural now.
0: <laughs> like you've just like, you've made that really
2: robotic somehow. Um, so, I mean, like, there's a lot of things that I can do in my profession to like help actors like Joe out. Um, but there are a- also instances where, you know, like you might look at the director and be like, this is, you know i can't i can't make it the way you want it yeah. and then they're like all right let me <laughs> add a word in here or uh, the the classic like let me uncontract something because we need this to be longer so can't yeah. becomes cannot you know because yeah, we just needed that one extra syllable to fill out a flap or something like that yeah
1: so. yeah mm-hmm. but just to get what joel was saying though is like the uh the english dub that is one of those because usually i champion it because you know it's that's it's what i kind of it's my side gig and and i want it to survive and i want it yeah. to thrive but at the same time yeah like billy bob thornton and princess mononoke <laughs> is a perfect example of it not working at all
2: okay. i need but to check out that dub i don't know if i've ever seen the bill oh, yeah thornton. you should
1: you should definitely check oh. it out and just just figure out i think billy bob thornton's like about 10 20 minutes into it and it's like what? <laughs> what is <that>? he's, <laughs> he's so monotone, Paul? He's so monotone, yes.
2: and he's a good actor too. So yeah, yeah, he's an Oscar
1: winner. But yeah. str- he's stringing his words together in this monotone, and it's just it's horrible. Yeah. Um. But to kind of speak to uh to Joel's point. You know there there are some things like there's a movie called um, Brotherhood of the Wolf. And oh, yeah. it's it's naturally like a French language film, mm-hmm. um, but that they they had done an English dub for it. And honestly like the English dub is fine. The English performances are fine, but I prefer to watch it with the French dub with the sub yeah. because the the story that I'm getting with the subtitles, is a little bit richer than what they're giving me yes. with the, the English yeah. dialogue. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's kind of my only thing. But I, I, I wonder that same thing that Joel's saying. Like, I wonder sometimes when I'm playing these games like Final Fantasy or Legend of Zelda, like these, these games that also, like, you know, have a Japanese release and a Japanese uh, translation, localization, if you will. Uh, I'm wondering, like, how much richer is the story? Is it richer, yeah. like, in that language than it is right now with mine?
2: I mean, there's even, like, layers of complexity there because, um, you know, going off of, like, Ghibli movies that have been dubbed, um, I grew up watching a movie called My Neighbor Totoro, which is just, oh, like, yeah. if, you're a, if you're a kid mm-hmm. and you're watching that, it just fills you with, like, so much of, like, the magic of nature and the world around you. Um, and I grew up watching the original dub before they, uh, Disney, redid the dub with the, the Fanning oh. sisters as the two girls Um, and I mean they probably did a phenomenal job like I probably I've probably seen that at least once Um, and they probably (laughs) did a great job but it doesn't hit the same for me so not even different languages hmm. just different dubs hit different and i'm constantly like scouring um you know like used video stores and goodwills and things like that where they still have vhs tapes and i'm constantly scouring those sections for like original copies of my neighbor totoro where it has that original dub intact because when i listen to that white whale my heart is filled with the magic of being a child again (laughs) but when i listen to the the disney dakota fan Sisters, their their dub of it, I'm, it reminds me of how nothing is permanent and nothing is is perfect no. forever. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: As much as people people complain about like the Star Wars, <laughs> so I was about to say people complain about the yeah. Star Wars special editions. It's been happening to anime fans for decades, yeah. like for so yeah. long now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, well, uh, hopefully somebody can redub dub fucking Billy Bob Thornton and Princess Mononoke. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that, that would be awesome.
2: Billy, if you're watching this, Billy Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Come on the sure, show, we're big fans. Yeah, no flack on, your, on, your, on you, okay? Hey,
1: they were talking shit about my voice performance. Um, <laughs> so Joel, I want to I dive into like oh, what you would love to see in Tears hmm. of the Kingdom. What is it that you're, you're pie in the sky, hope against hope, what are you hoping to get out of this game? Or see in it?
0: Well, uh, you know, I mentioned already, Ganondorf. It seems like we've got a, a, a real antagonist this time, with uh, feelings and emotions, and maybe dialogue, and uh, we can have something to latch onto and give the stakes a little, a little something higher. Um, for me, I'm I'm really curious about how they're going to progress if what Jay says is true, and this is a five year later <laughs> kind of like Endgame. It's Zelda Endgame, um, <laughs> where. People have grown. Uh they've started to rebuild, it looks like, from some of the trailers we've seen, you know, the the, the, the Hyruleans. Um Hillions. And I'm I'm whatever. say I say Hillians.
3: I've I've said Hillians for like thirty years and I finally heard it pronounced highly and I'm like, Yeah, same. Damn it, I can't yeah, say that. I can't say so yeah, like yeah. Hy- Hy- He's right. Hyrule. Yeah. <laughs> but it's always
0: hilly. to it's me. It's not canon. Sorry. <laughs> not uh, canon. Uh but yeah, so I mean, looking at the map, I mean when when Breath of the Wild came out, the big story was, wow, look at this expansive open world you can see it off in the distance you you can go there. Um that's actually part of the map. That's not just some, you know, image in the background blurred out. Um and what an undertaking it is. Even replaying it today, just like every everything feels unique. Which, mm-hmm. like, I I've tried to think about. You know, we've had Ryan Jenkins on the the show. He he's a video game developer by trade, um, and talks about you know how they have to. I, I built that hill, or I built this cave, cool. and you're like, uh, it 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 sounds, <laughs> cool. It sounds easy, right? No, no, it yeah. sounds maybe easy until you look at it and you're like, oh shit. There's like a little moss here in the corner, and a yeah. little grass, and everything looks natural. It must be a really Um, It's a fascinating discipline, being a game developer, a a terrain developer, and Mm -hmm. making it look organic and real. And that world just feels lived in, and and I'm really curious to see all of the places that I love from Breath of the Wild five years advance, what's changed. Just to get back
1: to what uh, talking about Ryan, uh, did you know in Fallout 3, he created—that's the one that takes place—no, no, no, Fallout 4 is the one that takes place in Boston— uh, he created a replica of the bar from Cheers yes. and put it in the game.
0: Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. that's right. Yeah, cool.
1: I that's remember cool. seeing that bar and going, this reminds me of something.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. I um, I'm excited to see how they expand on the world. Like, I... If it's just me traversing the same world, but now like it's five years later, like I guess that's okay. And I trust Mm -hmm. them, but I'm really hoping we get to expand on it and go places we haven't been able to go to yet. Uh, That maybe we, because Zelda has always been, if nothing else, it's always been built on duality. You know, you've had the light and the dark worlds. You've had the the past and the future. You've had the seasons Mm -hmm. and the ages. Like there's always been a, a yin to the yang. And I'm kind of hoping because I felt yeah. like Breath of the Wild had that a little bit, but not quite as pronounced as the other ones. I'm kind of hoping that mm-hmm. maybe this serves as the counterpoint to Breath of the Wild, and and this would be the alternate. Yeah, yeah, this would be the dark to the light. Man, mm-hmm.
0: if, yeah. if if this were like a light and dark world, um, sort of duality, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. in Link to the Past, you'd be able to go to certain parts of the map, yeah. and then z- switch over to the dark world, and it would take you to places mm-hmm. you couldn't get to in that world yeah man I, I could just imagine how they would expand on uh, on this version of hyrule that way
1: oh sure oh, yeah, like I, I mean it would be really maybe. fun because of like how jay was saying like they touched on the different ages of yeah. the legend of zelda and they're bringing the timelines yeah. together how exciting would it be that if this game like featured ways that you could like kind of explore the different the different ages of hyrule like that's kind of maybe it isn't tears of the kingdom mm-hmm but tears of the kingdom mm. like kind of br- yes. bringing th- yes. going through like rifts and bringing multiverse. things back to bring the kingdom oh, whole again Zelda the multiverse
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. i want to see the uh i personally yeah. want to see the Sabrosians again even though i doubt that will ever occur they're my favorite legend yes. of zelda fantasy race out of all of them but they were mm. only ever in you know oracle of ages yeah. briefly and oracle of seasons um but considering that tears of the kingdom is going to have an emphasis on like oh yeah. there's like areas in the sky now yeah. well the saprosians literally live in a <laughs> yeah. land underground
3: yeah. so it's like
1: <laughs> but there but there is underground
3: i oh, cool.
1: i would love like a minish cap i would love minish cap done in this style mm. yeah <laughs> like, like we
0: shrink, shrink down
3: to shrink down a little
0: tiny you know that's a question i had um So, when Breath of the Wild came out, and again, talking about how long it took them to develop it and just build this world, um, it almost, I don't want to say it seemed like a no brainer, but you know, they had already said they planned on DLC, and it wasn't too far of a jump to be like, well, they're just going to make another sequel. You know, they did it with Majora's Mask, right? Mm -hmm. They built Ocarina Mm -hmm. of Time, took all that development time, and then a couple years later, spit out a sequel. Um, that, you know, is divisive, but a a lot of the hard, you know, the, the developing the physics and the character designs and the animations and things, a lot of that stuff was, was done and now they could kind of concentrate on a new story. So I kind of always expected there to be a sequel to Breath of the Wild using the same engine, the same look, art style and everything. Mm -hmm you think we'll see a third one or do you think i don't know if the switch has that kind of a life
1: cycle for us to see the third one in, on the <laughs> switch at least True. probably not on the switch yeah oh, i mean right. we're we're what we're 10 11 years into the switch yeah. not well not no, quite that no. far we're
3: we're what seven, 17. Years? seven, right? seven yeah, <laughs> So seven
2: right yeah i was talking to someone recently who was saying that the switch is ending or it's nearing the end of its life cycle yeah they, they generally go for about six or seven years yeah and yeah. then they come out with something new. So, yeah, it would be very unlikely to see a third game on anything but a new console. Yeah,
3: The only way that I could see that happening is if they were developing both games basically simultaneously. Yeah, And so that they release this one and then like in a year, it's like, okay, here's the next one. But
0: I, I doubt that they would do that. Well, it makes me kind of sad then because it's like your favorite playground is going away. Or not necessarily. It's you know upgraded
3: into the next system. Yeah. Yeah. Could just be on the next system.
2: Yeah. I mean, the Switch is, like, wildly successful mm-hmm. as, like, a format. Yeah. So maybe the next console will just be, well, we already have the OLED Switch, but maybe the next console will be, hey, we brought s- slightly new things to the yeah. table, but, like, we know y'all love the Switch. Here's just a better Switch. <laughs> the yeah. Nintendo yeah.
0: Switch
2: <laughs> <neck>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Mega, mega Switch. Mega switch. <laughs> yeah, mega switch. But if what you guys are
0: saying is true, it would be a different world map it would be uh, they'd start from scratch again and put things in different places and the designs would be different kind of like okay so what i'm thinking is like the
1: like the adventure of link versus the legend of zelda Mm -hmm. where the entire map of the legend of zelda was Mm -hmm. just a fraction of what you explored in the adventure Adventure of link Link. so like basically we still have all that area that we explored in Breath of the Wild but then we expand the world like yeah. we can now go yeah. even further out yeah that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what i'm saying not like not that we're we're scrapping what we've already yeah. been to but just expanding on it
2: like how you reach the edge of the map in the game and Ooh, you, you can tell yeah. there's land like far out there, but you're like, if I def- if I try to reach that, I'm definitely going to fall off and die. <laughs> yes. um, but they could just like, hey, now there's a bridge here and you can go to this new world, yep. you know, and explore that. But you can still come back to the old one if you want. And
3: mm. if they do, if they do end up oh, doing something kind of like that, I, like that. I-, I could see them doing something like that with like Labrina and Holodrum. As places oh, yeah. that you could go to. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Because there's <laughs> technically supposed to be like physical areas that he went to. Unlike Termina, which was kind of like a, a mirror world or mirror dimension mm-hmm. or whatever. So could do something with that. Mm-hmm.
2: That would be amazing. And my little kid heart playing my Game Boy Color in the back of my parents' car would be like, yes, I finally get to go into these areas. <laughs> oh,
1: sorry. Uh, All right. Does anybody have anything else about Tears of the Kingdom hopes, dreams, fears, things that they'd like to see them stay away from? uh i just can't
2: mm. wait to Fortnite jump off of a big area in the sky. <laughs> yeah that does look fun that looks fun they it's definitely oh, yeah. took some notes from that
0: <laughs> i mean I, this is a little bittersweet because it's almost like you know uh, when when episode one star wars came out the prequels we, we, the build-up the hype had been so intensified mm-hmm. and uh, building for so long that nothing was going to live up to it and i I kind of feel like I'm setting myself up for a little bit of, not disappointment, but it's going to be different than what I want or what I thought it yeah. yeah. was going to be. And there's going to be that, that period of acceptance that I'm going to have to go through and come to grips with that is like, okay, it's not the game I would have made. Yeah. Or
1: maybe maybe this is what happens, Joel. Maybe it's even better. That's no, what I was going to say. Yeah,
3: That's what I was going to say. Because I, I was kind of getting that, uh, that almost like, I don't know, I... I I kind of hoping for a little bit more from this from the first couple of uh trailers that we got from him because it was like they would just show him yeah you know climbing the walls and stuff i was like yeah but we got that in breath of the right. wild so that's not anything yeah. new and, <laughs> and they would show like the sky islands and stuff it's like okay cool i mean it's still it's mm-hmm. still just running around you know doing the same stuff that we did in, in breath of the wild yeah but then this last trailer came out and it's like yeah oh okay all my fears are gone i'm 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 I mean it's pretty incredible
2: okay because that's I did watch the initial trailer and I think that was my hesitation was I hope this isn't a lot of hype in, in what will eventually be a expand like an expansion essentially like we have the same map we have the same areas but like oh there's stuff in the sky now you can go to that it's like well (laughs) that's that's my biggest fear and i'm hoping they don't you know they surpass that and maybe i will or maybe i won't watch that final trailer just to like be surprised by like oh oh so they did that and it's not an expansion or it's not just dlc that you can go into the sky now
0: you know i i totally recommend uh if you i mean you're excited about this game check it out it's not going to spoil anything for you in the sense that we still don't know what any of it means like we're seeing scenes and you're seeing okay there's these characters and here's these locations but it's all out of context like that'd be like like go back and watch the original breath of the wild trailer like, mm-hmm. y- 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 would you say that that trailer spoiled it for you? No, because there's 200 right. hours worth of content mm. in that game. You can't cram it into a yeah. five minute. There's like video. 800 um,
2: plus Koroks for you to find. So. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. <Jesus. laughs> <Exactly>. Good luck. <laughs> but it's just
0: going to whet your appetite even more and yeah. assuage any fears that this is a small expansion. This is nice. not. Yeah, this is a full. It, I think it's going to be even larger. I think so. Of, yeah. the, of a scale than the original. I mean, it has to be. They've basically doubled the surface yeah, area or, or possibly tripled. Because there is like I said, there is underground underground for sure.
2: Oh, cool. That would be it would be my only hope for the game then. Now that I've learned from Jay that there's an underground portion of the game. My only hope is that you go underground and like the first person you you find is like a lonely Subrosian yeah. who's been <laughs> separated from his family and you have to take this Subrosian back to Subrosia. Uh, and, it, and, and it looks
1: in it looks through the screen right at your eyes and is like, hi Paul. <laughs> we know this
2: is what you wanted and we mm, know. This is <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: meanwhile I'm like why is this game called me, Paul. Yeah, wait, on? hold
2: on. <laughs> this is on. weird.
1: Uh, guys, if you have anything that uh, that y- you're hoping for with Tears of the Kingdom, fears, or just something you wanted to share about your time with Breath of the Wild, uh, let us know. Go to social media, look up at Low Res High Def, and, uh, and share your thoughts with us there. Uh,
0: we've also got a website, Rachel. Right, we sure do. It is Uh, You're going to find links there to, uh, well, pretty much uh, ways to subscribe to this podcast. So either through uh, Apple's podcast, what's it called? Apple Apple Spotify is what I was going to call it. Apple podcast <laughs> or Spotify podcast uh, or your you're podcast player of choice. Uh, you just look us up low res high def. Um, uh also uh we do have a facebook page that's right low res high def there and a twitter handle which is at low res high def um so yeah you know all you know the name of the show you know how to find us there you go uh and usually this is
1: the part of the show where i would ask everybody hey what are you looking forward to in the next week (laughs) and i feel like we've just been talking about it for the past hour and a half uh so i hate to speak for everybody but yeah i'm i'm looking forward to tears of the kingdom uh i'm currently playing through the uh through the the mario and luigi titles uh, just to kind of keep me going until that comes out. Then why not a Zelda be... title? Well, because <laughs> because I don't want to get burned out on Zelda before I jump into Zelda. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, so I'm, I've been doing that. Um, Paul, do you have anything you want to plug, man? I really appreciate you coming back and yeah. and hanging out with us. So if there's anything you want to talk about, now's your time.
2: Uh, it's been a pleasure, and um, you know, I I would say follow me on Twitter, but my my Twitter handle is a little embarrassing to say out loud. So <laughs> you know, just look look up Paul Klein, there you go. and you'll you'll probably the the picture that looks like me. <laughs> it's at Draco
0: Mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> It no
2: it's not quite it's it's worse than that no i'm just kidding <laughs> i love quidditch
1: no it's the other thing it's the rusty sh- the rusty yeah, schmidge the, ru-
2: the rusty midge <laughs> <laughs> which sounds like a shakespearean insult to me there yeah. you go the <laughs> like, How about you the rusty <laughs> midge,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: jay do you have anything you want to plug anything you want to talk about um not cool all right so
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right so uh so yeah we're going to cut it out now and uh catch us next week i have no idea what our topic for next week's going to be nor do um, i You'll but be i'm sure it's going to be something that <laughs> we'll enjoy oh, yeah.
0: at least yeah. <laughs> vinyl <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me on thanks paul you were a great man thank you so oh, much you guys and uh, and we'll
1: catch you next week
3: bye
2: bye,
0: bye.